So as you saw this week, or have you been seeing, this week was kids camp. It was uh, an amazing time, fun and games. We are all sitting on chairs right here, but each morning we'd start here, and and the chairs were gone, and the kids were piled in and singing and dancing, uh, praising God. It's been a really great week. Um, You know, it's a great, it's tons of fun. The kids are playing games and doing all sorts of fun things and crafts, and and there's there's all these um, exciting things that are happening, but also through the middle of it all runs this common theme of God's love for them. Uh, and this week especially, that Jesus rescues. Jesus rescues us. This week we've been dealing with real life issues. Uh, we talked about how Jesus rescues us when we feel alone or when we feel like people don't care about us. We talked about how Jesus rescues when we worry. We talked about the sort of things that kids worry about. And you'd be surprised. It was interesting this week uh, when we were talking about worry and uh, many of the kids worry about death. I was actually surprised that was the main answer, kids worrying about death. We talked about when we struggle, when we go through difficult things, Jesus rescues. And then on Friday, the last day, we talked about when we do wrong, Jesus rescues. Had some great discussions, but I think my, by far my favorite was the discussion we had on Friday. And it's around this idea that when you do wrong, Jesus rescues. Does any, do any of you kids, do you remember who, that, uh, who the gecko is? Or the iguana is? Shalem. Guac, I know. What, it was, what was guac? Was it just guac or was it short? Guacamole was his name? Okay. Yeah, it's a funny name. Guac, right. Um, and it was really powerful to talk about when we do wrong, how Jesus rescues. And I wanted all of you to get that same experience. But not only that, I want the kids to see that we all do things wrong even those of us who've been following Jesus a while, those of you who've been following Jesus for decades, we still do things wrong. It's something that we all have a problem with. And like I said, today we get the kids camp experience, so it's going to be interactive, all right? So just be ready for that. Uh, Get ready to be involved. So the first thing I want to ask is uh, for you to give some, some, to think about something this, or think about this. What are some of the things, are some of the wrong things people do? Go ahead and just raise your hand. What are some of the wrong things that people do? Any of you kids want to get us started? No? Yeah, sure. Lie. Absolutely. People lie. Yeah. What else? They judge others. Right. They condemn people. Right. Jack. Right. Lose your temper. Right, absolutely. What else? Yeah, Fisher. Kill. Right, people kill people. Right, there's all sorts of things. Selfish, uh, sometimes we're greedy. We lose our temper and we can be mean or violent. Now I want you to think about this for a second. Now, for all these things that people do wrong, would you take the punishment for those wrong things? Are you willing, for example, are you willing to go to jail for someone who committed a murder, someone else who committed a murder? Would you be willing to replace a house that someone else burnt down? Would you be willing to take the consequences of someone else's wrongdoing? Take a minute and discuss it with your neighbor next to you or one or two neighbors next to you. Would you be willing to do it? Take a moment. Go ahead and discuss it. All right. This is, I know, tr- I, trust me, I know, this is a loaded question. 
Okay, how many of you would be willing to take the punishment for someone in your family? Maybe a child or a sibling or a parent. Anybody? Yeah, a few hands go up. How many of you would be willing to take the punishment for a total stranger? Some very honest people. Yeah. We had a couple of kids on Friday who, were, who knew that they were in church and so they knew the right answer was, oh yes, I'll take the punishment. <laughs> right. You see, most of us, we might be willing to take the punishment for somebody that we love, someone that we would happily sacrifice, or may not happily, but that we would sacrifice our lives for. But honestly, none of us would take the punishment for someone else that we didn't know. And that's precisely what Jesus did. It's pretty easy to name off all the things that other people have done. It's pretty easy to say the things about other people that annoy us or that we know are wrong. But I want you to do one more thing. I want you to think about the things that you've done wrong. Even times when you knew the right thing to do and yet you didn't do it. Made excuses or just walked by, tried to ignore it. Take a few seconds and think about that. Now think about holding those things in your hand. The things that you regret. The things you wish you could go back and undo the wounds you wish you could go back and fix, the failures. And I don't just mean when you tried your best and didn't make it, but I mean the times when you knew what was right and you did what was wrong. Think about holding those in your hand. How it makes your hand dirty and black and you need something to wash your hand. Like a couple, actually, can I just have a group of kids come up for a sec? Like, I need a big group of you to help me hand out these. Yeah, please, everybody have one. I need one. I need one also. Trust me, I need one of these. So we have these black cloths, and they are black on purpose. You can take this cloth and you can hold it in your hand, turn it over, um, maybe even symbolically wash your hands with this to gather up the things that we've done, the things that we regret, the things that were wrong that we've done. I want you to put it on this cloth, so to speak. But then I want you to hold it for a bit. Grace is not cheap, trust me. You see, the thing is, we have all sinned. Kids, can you tell me what sin is? Who's got an answer for sin? Yeah, Shannon. Right, the wrong things that we do. But also sometimes we don't think about this, but sin is also the right things that we should do, but we don't. It's also sin. Can any of you give me an example maybe of a wrong thing that we might do? Steal something, right? That's definitely wrong. Can somebody give me an example of a right thing that we should do, but we don't? That's a little bit tougher. Any ideas? How about this? Someone is picking on a friend of ours. Someone is insulting them and bullying them. And we join in rather than standing up for our friend. That's a right thing that we should do. We should stand up for our friend and we don't, right? We all have these things, these things that we regret. Raise your black cloth if you have sinned. 
Kids, look behind you. These are faithful people. I know. I know many of them. I've known many of them for a long time. And they love Jesus. But we all sin too. We do things, even me, I'm the pastor, I'm supposed to have this all figured out, right? And even this week, I say or do things that I regret and I ask God to forgive me. There's only one person in the world who did not sin. Can you guess who it was? Yes, Adele. Right. (laughs) Jesus was the only person who did not sin. And that's really important. That's one of the reasons why when he died on the cross, it saves us. Because Jesus never sinned, he took our sin upon himself and hung on the cross so that we who are sinful could become righteous, clean of sin. This is what the prophet Isaiah said. He said, We are constant sinners. How can people like us be saved? We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but black, dirty rags. These black rags for this morning represent our sin. In fact, we've even tried to use these rags to sort of wipe our hands. And everyone in this room has a black rag. The wrong things that we do, they create a gap between us and God because God is holy, which is all sorts of things, but just for this morning, being holy means God is completely good. And because he is completely good, he can't have any evil, any wrong by him, not even us. So if we do wrong things, how can we be close to a God who is completely good? And even if we tried to do all the things we could, even if we tried to do a bunch of right things to sort of offset the wrong things that we've done, even that wouldn't be enough. Even that doesn't undo the wrong things we've done. Even our good deeds oftentimes are mixed up with wrong motives. We often do right things, but for the wrong reason. Who here has ever seen someone, maybe somebody know or a friend in, in school, do a right thing, but only so the teacher would see them do it. Right? Yeah, you've seen somebody record? How many of you have ever seen a sibling, maybe a brother or sister, do something really nice and sweet, but only so that mom or dad would see them? Right? Yeah, Adele, you've seen that? Right. Sometimes we do good things, but for the wrong reasons. We can't get rid of sin on our own can't undo wrong, even with a really right thing. We cannot clean ourselves. Like Isaiah said, how can any of us, how can any people be saved? There is only one way, and it is Jesus. When you do wrong, see that was part of our thing this week, so let's try this everyone, okay? When you do wrong, Jesus rescues. Right. Jesus took our place. He took the ultimate consequence for the wrong things we have done. Listen to what Paul wrote to the church in Rome. To, this is almost 2,000 years ago, guys. He said, Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. 
he didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He he represented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we weren't so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to a selfless sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death, while we were of no use whatsoever to him. Now, that we are set right with God by, by means of this sacrificial death, the consummate blood sacrifice, there is no longer a question of being at odds with God in any way. If when we were at our worst, we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of his son, now that we are at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of his resurrection life. Now that we have actually received this amazing friendship with God, we are no longer content to simply say it in plodding prose. We sing and shout our praises to God through Jesus the Messiah. This comes from Romans chapter 5, and it's in your bulletins. And actually, I need to make a correction. If you have a pen or a pencil with you, I didn't realize it until yesterday after I printed off 50 of them that it still says John 15 from a sermon a few weeks ago. This is Romans chapter 5, verse 6 to 11, if you want to write it right at the top. This comes from Romans 5, 6, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 6 to 11. To rescue us from sin, he let the guards mock and beat him. To rescue us from sin, he carried a heavy wooden cross up to Golgotha. To rescue us from sin, Jesus hung on the cross with our sin with him. To rescue us from death, Jesus died and rose again. Jesus is willing to die on the cross to take the punishment for our sin, for your sins, for my sin. Our sin put a gap between us and God, like I've said, because God is holy, completely good, completely trustworthy. He won't, in fact, he can't let our sin be by him because then he would cease to be holy. And can you imagine how horrible it will be if God was not holy? Because of our sin, symbolized by these rags, we can't get close to God. Does anybody here want to get rid of their rags? Well, here's the good news. Jesus has given us a way to get rid of these rags. And he's made it simple. All we have to do is ask him to forgive us and then begin living the way he taught us to live. It's that simple. Let's do it right now. Pray with me. Father in heaven, we hold these black rags representing the sin in our lives. The things that we've done even recently that we regret, that we wish we could undo. Lord God, we pray that you would forgive us. Please forgive us, Lord Jesus, and help us to follow you more faithfully, to live the way you've taught us to live. Thank you for grace, Lord. 
We pray this in your name. Amen. So I'd like to have, can I have four volunteers come up, please? Four of the kids. Shalon, Adele, Corbin, and Tosh. Great. All right. So, how about Adele and Shannon? You guys stand over here. One of you hold the bowl, and one of you hold the rag. All right? Corbin and Tosh, you guys go over there by guac, this picture of guac over there. One of you hold the bowl. One of you hold the rag. So, these rags represent our sin. Anybody ready to get rid of it? This is water that has been, it's basically lavender tea. Uh, lavender that I picked from our garden and then steeped overnight. If anybody has any uh, scent issues or any allergies to, to lavender, I just wanted to let you know that's what that is. I'd like to invite all of you to come. To come up and place your rag, your sin, over the cross. Because we have prayed, we are forgiven. We are done with it. Please just come and stand as you're ready. Come up and do it. Oh, sorry. And as you come up, file out on either side, uh, and the kids will wash your hands with the lavender water. I didn't know it would be this hard. I didn't think I could fall so far. But here I
Why would he take it? Because he loves us. Because God loves us. Jesus was talking with Nicodemus one night. He was a Pharisee. He was a religious leader of his day. And he came to Jesus asking him, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus explained to him that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would have eternal life. It's because he loves us. Yeah. If I, I don't know that there's right and wrong here. <laughs> I would just encourage you. It's because he loves you. That's why he would. Because he loves all of us. That's why he has. I know it's amazing. It's miraculous. It is beyond our understanding. It's one of those things that we can't explain, but we can accept and rejoice in. Jesus was willing to take our sin on himself and die in our place. He loves us that much. Think about it. Not only were you able to ask for forgiveness and be set free from your sin, but you were washed by Jesus and by his sacrifice. Throughout the day, smell your hand. Smell the smell of lavender. I can even smell it here in the room now from all of you having lavender on your hands. Think about what it was like to hold that black rag and sin in your hand. Think about what it was like to ask for forgiveness and know that you've received grace. Think about what it was like to hang that black rag on the cross and be done with it. Think about what it was like to have your hands (laughs) washed by a child. And know that through faith in Jesus that you are made clean. By Jesus' sacrifice, he has made us right with his Father. He has made us right with our Father in heaven. But thankfully, the story doesn't stop there. This cross is an empty cross. Jesus didn't stay on the cross. Though he died and they took down his body and they placed it in a tomb, on the third day he rose again. this cross rightfully is an empty cross and so by his righteousness by Jesus' righteousness our sin is removed we are set free no more black only white. Jesus didn't stay dead on the cross. On the cross, he defeated sin. The sin that separated us from God, our Father in heaven, it was defeated. Satan was defeated, the one who tried to accuse us. But not only that, death was defeated on the cross. Because Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose again. He is risen. He is alive today continuing to intercede or to to speak on our behalf. This is the good news. 
that when we begin believing in him, not only is the sin, the things, the black rag that we have, not only is that gone, but we are given a new life. A life filled with hope, joy, even when it's difficult. And life that goes on forever with Jesus. This is the good news. This is the good news for us today. When we do wrong, Jesus rescues. Jesus rescues. That's the good news this morning. Amen.